Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome into Hometown Ghost Stories, the history of ghosts. On this final October edition, we are covering the Onrio. More bonus History of Ghosts content will be available on Patreon exclusively. Have a safe and happy Halloween from everyone here at Hometown Ghost Stories. Rob here. So today we're going to be starting in Japan with the spirit type that is known as an Onryo. Now an Onryo translation to English is basically that of vengeful spirit. Onryos are one of the most feared types of spirits that are in Japan. We originally started seeing Onryos appear in text in about the 700s, but that doesn't mean that there isn't more oral history that was passed down years and years before that. Now one of the earliest tales of an Onryo is that of Emperor Kanmu. So Emperor Kanmu accused his brother Sawara of planning to have him overthrown so that Sawara could take the throne himself. Kanmu's retaliation to this was he banished his brother Sawara from the capital. Now Sawara was so upset from the betrayal of his brother that he fasted and he fasted until he died. Upon death it is believed that Sawara came back as an Onryo to get vengeance from his brother and tragic things started happening around Emperor Kanmu. So for starters Kanmu's oldest son died of an illness, and then shortly thereafter, his wife also died of an illness. Kanmu was so terrified that his brother came back as Onryo that he started to hold events to try to purify Sawara's soul, and even went as far as to name him Emperor after his death. Now, Onryos have become even more well-known, even if you didn't know their name, because of movies and media in the last 20 years. The movie Ringu, or in America, The Ring, is the tale of an Onryo. Sadaku is a Japanese girl who was assaulted by a doctor and then dumped in a well where she survives for seven days before dying. Before her death, she curses the world and wants to get vengeance on everybody. And the way she would do this is if you watched a specific videotape, within seven days, she would come and she would kill you. Probably a movie we're gonna be covering soon in the movie reviews, to be honest. Now, The Ring is influenced by one of the oldest tales in Japan, which is the tale of Oiwa. Oiwa is often performed on stage by Japanese theater companies, and before they begin a production of the tale of Oiwa, the entire staff, especially the actress playing Oiwa, goes to Oiwa's tomb in Japan and prays before it so that nothing bad happens to the crew during the performances. Now, there's a few different little tweaks and variations of this tale, but in general, it goes a little something like this. Oiwa is married to a man named Tamiwa, who is a ronin, which is a disgraced samurai. Now, Tamiya was never in love with Oiwa, but Oiwa was very beautiful and they had money. So he was able to marry her and he did it for the status. Oiwa's father was always very suspicious of Tamiwa and he eventually found out some of the reasons why he was now a disgraced samurai and he approached Tamiya 
and told him that he was going to let his daughter know of some of his past transgressions. Now, before Oiwa's father could get to her and tell her these things, in a fit of rage, Tamiwa murders the old man. Oiwa, obviously devastated by this, is crying, has no idea what happened, and Tamiwa staged it so that it looked like a break-in happened, and he promised Oiwa that he would eventually get revenge on the murderer that broke into their house and killed her father. Now some time goes by, and Tamiya does nothing, he finds nobody, and Oiwa starts to get pretty agitated about this. Meanwhile, another woman is smitten with Tamiwa, but he's married, so she's not quite as beautiful as Oiwa, but she has a lot more money. And the family and Tamiwa are trying to figure out a way that he can no longer be married to Oiwa so that the new marriage can happen and he can be with the much more rich woman so that those two are happy. As Oiwa starts to complain more and more about Tamiwa not finding her father's killer, a plan comes into action where Tamiwa and the woman are going to poison Oiwa so that she dies and then he can remarry. Unfortunately, the poison doesn't work, but it leaves her greatly disfigured. Now they need to find out another plan. So his new plan is that he sends a fellow Ronin who was in need of money to sexually assault Oiwa so that he can claim that she hasn't been faithful to him and is able to get out of the marriage. Now upon entering the hut, the Ronin sees Oiwa. Some say he felt bad about what is going on with her. Uh, he lets her know all of the plans, including that Tamiwa killed her father. Now, understandably, Oiwa is very upset about this. She begins to brush her hair, which is still the one beautiful thing left on her. And as she does, as she's brushing, just clumps of her hair start to come out. Now she is an emotional wreck. And for whatever reason, this guy holds a mirror up to her so that she can see exactly what she looks like in the moment. And in a fit of rage, she grabs a sword, saying she's gonna kill Tamiya, heads to the door, and an accident ensues, and somehow she falls, and the sword ends up in her neck. Now, as she's laying there bleeding out, she lays a curse that she is going to kill Tamiya and the family, or at least his new bride. So some time passes and now Tamiya is going to marry this other woman. And on the wedding day, they're standing there and out of nowhere, his new bride's face transforms and it is the disfigured face of Oiwa and he panics. As he panics, he grabs a sword and he cuts off Oiwa's head. Now when he comes to, he realizes that he has now decapitated his new wife and he obviously panics and he runs to a cave. Now as he's hiding out in this cave, the spirit of Oiwa is terrorizing him for years until eventually one of Oiwa's remaining family members tracks Tamiya down in the cave and murders him. And that is the end of the story of Oiwa. So after learning the history, some of the tales surrounding Onryos, we can now see why they are considered one of the most dangerous types of spirits in the entire world. And it's really hard to argue the point that they are not one of the ones to be the most scared of. Anyways, this is Rob from Hometown Ghost Stories. Hope you enjoyed this series. If there's a specific type of ghost you want us to cover, just leave it in the comments, shoot us a DM, whatever you want to do, just get a hold of us and we'll do what we can to cover that type of ghost. Until next time, have a good night.